0: I'm Martin Gans Pedersen and you're watching The Rovers Chat. Hello and welcome back to The Rovers Chat YouTube channel. We're sitting down for a different instalment of the Academy chat today as I'm joined by Stuart Jones, the Rovers Head of Academy, to discuss all things academy-based and get an insight into what goes on at Brock Hall. Stuart, thank you for joining us. How are we today? Yeah, good, and it's a, it's a pleasure to obviously come on and, and have a chat with yourself and hopefully answer some of the questions that, that some of the fans may have. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I think this is your third time on, actually, so... Uh, if we had a yeah. little match ball like they had on Soccer AM, we'd be, <laughs> we'd be passing that on. But let's just get into it now. Do you just want to explain to people what you do at the academy, if they've not seen you already, what your job role actually is?
1: Yeah, so I've been at um, Blackburn now coming up to 12 years. A um, couple of different roles, um, but for the last sort of seven, six, seven years, I've been head of the academy, um, which which you know is a, is a real honour for me, really. It's such a, a fantastic football club. Um, part of my role there really is to oversee everything from from under nines right through to under 21s, which, you know, all form part of part of the academy setup and ultimately then about supporting first team in terms of transitioning players through and um, from the from the PDP phase into the first team environment. So yeah, it's a it's a big job and you know, there's some fantastic people in the academy that that support the work that I do.
0: Yeah, I think we see the academy, at least from a first-team perspective, of you just see the players coming through, but there's so much more than that, isn't there? We'll get on to uh, the academy later on. I just wanted to start on the seasons, just gone for the 21s and the 18s, I believe a 10th place finish for both sides. Now, we were just discussing before we come on about results, etc. What's the focus in this academy football? Is it all about developing, or do you keep an eye on the results as well?
1: yeah listen ultimately it is about development and and making sure that that every every player and um, we have an individualized program for every player in terms of their development but you know there is an element and there's no doubt amongst we are trying to develop winning mentalities um you know as part of that process but there's no doubt as well that the coaches and and obviously players want to win games and, and rightly so but I think the ultimate aim for the academy is around the development aspect You know and and if that can then bring about results then great Um, but first and foremost we have to have a development mindset to make sure you know that we transition players through really
0: yeah you mentioned that I think one of the things I pick up on as well is that you look at some of these clubs we share in the division Manchester City who have just done the treble and can spend more money on a under 21 player that we spend on the first team sometimes (laughs) it's ridiculous the gap and I think Rovers do a brilliant job of actually staying up there. I wanted to mention the first team dropping down this year. Now we've seen it a lot this year. I think there's only two or three first team players that haven't actually played for um, Mike Sharon's side. How have the players dealt with that? Has it been a positive thing for the club to have to have these experienced edge dropping down?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a new way of working. Um, you know, obviously with Greg Broughton coming in and um, 12 months ago and the new gaffer coming in and the first team staff it is a new way of working, but you know, the, there's there's reasons for that, um, and I think it has a re- it's had a real positive um, effect on, you know, when you've got young players around first team players and playing in them games, it can have a massive effect. It can have a real positive effect in terms of their learning and their development. And I think, you know, the first team players that have dropped down have been terrific with the young players in that environment, and I think that's had a real positive impact in terms of of the of the younger ones. Um, you know, and some of the high potential players who are experienced and playing with our first team. You know, so I think it's been, a, I think it's been a real positive,
0: really. And as you have you seen much of a change since John Dole come in and Greg. Is there a lot of philosophy changes as well in the club? Um, you know, there's been slight
1: tweaks in terms of how we play and how the gaffer want to play, and we've aligned some of that into what into into the academy system, certainly at PDP level with the 18, 21s. and you know, so there's been a few changes there that you know that that's been a real positive um Greg's come in and been terrific and as 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 the gaffer as well um, in terms of giving young players opportunities Greg's got a youth development background and again that's that's been a massive plus for us because listen the the, the facts tell you that we've we'll had five debuts this year a lot of young players around the first team training and um, real integration between the academy and the first team so i think it's been a real positive
0: yeah, and you mentioned the amount of players that have gone up into the first team. You mentioned the five there. How positive is that from academy? Because ultimately, that is the job, isn't it? That is to get Rovers more players out of the academy. So how good is it actually having those five players who have come in and done so well as well? You look at Adam Morton, who's stepped into the first team like a player who's played 200, 300 games. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, listen, I've said this before. It's a, It's terrific for all the staff in the building because... Some of them players have spent years with us coming through the system, and and a huge amount of work have gone into them players individually across all the disciplines, but also from you know Anne-Marie, the kit lady to the chefs. So a lot of work goes into the players, and and when they sort of transition through and make debuts and and become fundamental to the first team squad, then it's 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 massive pride within the building, and I also think listen for the for the other players coming through and. It's it, You know, they look, they, they aspire to be the next one. So it, it's really important that we we
0: continue to try and do that. Yeah, and you mentioned the aspirations and moving forward. What is the philosophy of bringing a player in? Say you bring him in at eight years old, nine year old. What do you build into that player? Is it a certain style you build in or is it just getting the fundamentals right and then they can kind of adapt to different styles? Because... Speaking realistically, the manager that's in now isn't like this bit of manager when they come into the first team. So what do you install into these new lads that sees them come all the way through? Because we've seen uh, Adam Wharton, you know, even the likes of Hayden Carter, Lewis Travis, who may come on later on. But they've still got that philosophy brought from the academy.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, certainly in the foundation phase, the lower end age groups, it is very technical-based and fun and enjoyment between that sort of age of 9 till 11. That's what the programme is very much about, just developing them technically, making sure that they're enjoying the football. Um, obviously then when they get sort of 12, 13 it starts to become a little bit more tactical-based. Um, But again, it's it's just developing them fundamentals and ultimately then every player within the system will have their own individual learning programme in place. Um, and what that means is the fact that we will hone in on every single player individually in terms of their development and exactly what they need because, as we know, all young players develop in different ways and at different rates, so it's vitally important we have a curriculum in place that that we adhere to around the philosophy, but then we hone in really on the individual and their individual needs, whether that be physically, technically, tactically. You know, that's sort of how the program's made up, really, um, to ensure that by the time they they get around the PDP. Um, you know, we've given them the best chance to to progress
0: into our first team. Yeah, and you mentioned that growing at different rates. I noticed a quote coming out during the week about how Declan Rice were near nearly released at 16. And, you know, all these players that are coming at 16 and look like they're not gonna make it at the club. And then you look at Declan Rice who's gonna bring possibly eight, nine figures to West Ham. Yeah. What is the club's philosophy around that? Is it give that player as much chance as they can to come through even if maybe at 16 they're not looking like you know they are maybe not at the level that some of the other players are?
1: Yeah I think it, that, that's, that's youth development I think you know there's different state players will go through different stages of development and I think what we've done really well over the years is that sometimes you will get some late developers and you have to be patient as part of that if, if we can see the longer term potential in them players and they might not just be there at that moment in time. It's just giving them the time to obviously develop and catch up. And we have done that with players where we've played them down a year um, because they're late, you know, they're late developers and they need that time. Um, there might be some early developers that we play up to challenge them more. So it's, it could be a different pathway for individuals. But, you know, it, it's never easy. We don't have a glass ball in terms of the long term. Um, but we I think we have enough experience and knowledge within the building. Um, and, and past experiences of players who have come through and, and what that looks like to be able to nine times out of ten make the right decisions um, for the football club. But it's never easy and, and you never get them all right um, because development, as I say, can be up and down and maturation and growth and, and everything else that goes with it, really. But I think what is important is that if we seek potential, we have to try and maximise that, but also give players who may be late like developers the time to, to grow and develop,
0: really. Yeah, and you mentioned making the decisions. Now, obviously, the return list comes out every summer. We've just had this one where a few of the young lads have left. How did the club deal with, you know, telling players that the future isn't with the club? Because it must be hard, you know, some of these lads you have for nine, ten, even more years and you you lose them. So how did the club deal with that process of telling them, you know, that the future isn't at the club? Yeah,
1: obviously, there's a, there's a number of people involved in that process. Um, at all ages as well, obviously, we... You know, what is important to us is that if, if a player comes in at nine years of age, you know, for me, they're still sort of babies, they're still young yeah. players. So it's important that we give them a certain amount of time, no matter what, within the building to develop, and which we do. I think, you know, ultimately, we, that's the most difficult part of the job, to sit down with players who, and families who have committed so much of their time and effort to the football club and as you said before, some players have been with us since nine years of age um, and come right through. So it's very difficult, the difficult conversations, but ultimately, you know, we make them decisions based not just on what's best for the football club, but what's best for the player as well. Um, you know, for example, you know, if we release a, an, an under 14, you know, it's done for the right reasons. It's done for the reasons in a sense that it's not right for us to, put the pressure on the family to commit to travel, to day release, coming out of school. Um, and if we feel as though they're not going to quite get there with us, then, then, then we make that decision for the benefit of the player, the family, um, as well as the football club. But but they're never easy decisions and they're never easy discussions. But ultimately, it's, it's part of the academy system. I think also, in addition, what we do have is to then make sure that we have a robust um, support mechanism around the players who have been released so we have a player care officer um welfare psychology just to provide some level of support because as you said before it can be so it can be devastating for young players and um, when, they, when they're obviously given that news and we try and do everything we can to give them the level of support and um, once that decision is being made and as they move forward and um, can we try and provide support to get them at other clubs and speak to other clubs but but also giving them that support from a player care perspective,
0: I think it's really important. Yeah, and you mentioned from other clubs, Rovers have had success doing that, bringing them in from other clubs. You just look at the first team, Lewis Travis, uh, there's plenty, isn't there, that Rovers have gone out and maybe got a later age. How do Rovers do that process of getting these young lads in? Is it a matter of bringing them in on trial? Is it a matter of kind of picking out who might not make it? Or is it, like you said, where clubs will ring around and kind of, get positions for other players? I, I
1: think from our perspective, being a Category 1 academy, and we'll know a lot of these players over the years from playing against them um, through all the age groups and then obviously then at under 16. So we'll be aware of a lot of players. There's conversations being had between clubs around who potentially could be coming out or who could be released. release. Um, so we have them relationships with other clubs. Um, so we do tend to find out a little bit earlier. So, and we have our own recruitment guys who obviously are, who are following, um, you know, the likes of Man City, Manchester United, young players coming through that potentially may become available. So there's a lot of work that that goes into that. And um, so by the time that decision's made, then obviously we we are aware of the player and, and we try and move quickly. I think from our perspective also, it's then, and I think we do it really well. We sell a pathway and the opportunity, and there's no doubt. I think this season, you know, has is, is, is said a lot, but there's no doubt that we've got players who come to us because they believe, and rightly so, that they'll be given an opportunity and there's a pathway for them into our first team. So we have to sell that, and that's what makes us quite competitive. Uh, we've just got two boys, for example, who have come out of Aston Villa who are going to join us this season as as under-17. So, you know, Blackburn Rovers and our academy and as a football club is a... Is a a real attraction to players because of what we can offer um, from that side of things.
0: Yeah, you look at Tyree Stolen as well, don't you? Who come in as a 21s player, released from a lower-level yeah. uh, academy as well. Took his chance when maybe there were a few players missing. And, I mean, look at him now. I don't think many people would have predicted such the mm-hmm. start he had at the club, but I think it's a real sign of the way the club works and a real sign of why it actually works. Louis Travis, again, another one. Yeah. Joe Rankin-Costello as well. Yeah. I've got a few questions from the viewers that I just put across to you. Uh, one came from Twitter, and it was, what qualities do you look for when you're recruiting youth coaches? What is the that makes a coach good other than his actual uh, tactical awareness?
1: Yeah, no, listen, uh, and there's, I think on that question, the specialists were in different age groups. So the way the academy system works, we have obviously foundation phase, which is the... We have it as nine to twelves. and um, then there's a, a youth development before the professional development, and there's real specialism um, that we look for. So certainly in the foundation phase, you you want you're looking for a coach who's full of enthusiasm and is going to excite young players and can have that, you know, working with young kids and having that I guess that rapport with young players and you know and 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 can get across the technical aspects. Um, so there's different styles of coaches that we will look for. Obviously, in their older, you know, age groups, it's they have to have the tactical knowledge and understanding and be able to get that across to players, I think is really important. But I think in general, what we look for from coaches is a real passion, enthusiasm, um, you know, knowledge to a point and depending on what phase you're working with. Um and that and they're really important fundamentals you know as as part of the 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 coaches and what we look
0: for really yeah one question I also had for Instagram was what would you say the most rewarding part of your job is being the head of academy overlooking everything I can't imagine you get many hours to yourself with the amount of work that goes on into that academy but what would you say the most rewarding thing is maybe other than seeing the lads go in the first team is there anything else that really makes it yeah
1: Yeah, I think do you know what I think sometimes the, the easy answer is to turn around and go, well, it's you know the likes of Adam Ward and Ash Phillips and I think there's no doubt about that. But if you put that to one side, the other things that are so rewarding for me is that, you know, at times we've we've had to have them difficult conversations with young players and, and release them from our system. Um and, and I get just as much pride to see them either going to other clubs and progress in their careers, but also we've got players who are now in America on scholarships, four year scholarships down in Florida, there's a there's a player that, you know, a few a few years ago that, that we made that difficult decision. So there's a lot of things, but they just mean you know as much to me as the likes of Adam Wharton and Ash Phillips, you know, and seeing young players going on and, and it might be other careers because as part of our job within the academy, it's not just about producing players, but it's about producing good people and good young people who 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 are going to be successful in life. Um and that's really important. So I get as much satisfaction out of that as I do as Ash Phillips
0: and Adam Wharton. Yeah, I think it's a real good sign to see this in the club. I think you look at maybe some of the bigger clubs and the amount of players that come through, like I mentioned, buying them in as well. And we can't compete with it on that level, but we can with you know the things that come from the academy. I think the staff do a brilliant job. You see it every week, don't you? There's someone else coming through the academy that's getting a chance at first team. Uh, training even you like to Ben Fowles and Harley or Grady Mackin who had the chance at Leicester to be part of the squad but maybe didn't make it I think it's a really good sign Stuart thank you very much for coming on I really appreciate you taking out time out your busy schedule to come on uh, and good luck with the academy going ahead in next year and the years to come yeah no
1: and thank you for obviously all your support and all you know I follow you on Twitter and, and you know some brilliant work that goes on so we appreciate it and as I say any Anytime we can have these conversations is great, just to give a bit more of an insight. But but really appreciate coming on and, and best of luck with it for this season.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thanks to everyone for watching as well. Remember to hit like, hit subscribe, do all that stuff. And we'll see you soon for a new video.